You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey there. I hope whatever you're up to today, you're having an easy one. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you with one of our flip sisters named Toby. She is in Washington State, and this conversation is just so good. Her first flip was bought, renovated, and sold within six weeks. (laughs) Craziness. In this market, after the market shift, right? So whatever you're hearing out there about what's happening in the market might not be accurate. And unless you are in the data and really paying attention to what's really happening, the media could be scaring you out of doing this thing. And I would caution you to tune out naysayers, tune out people who aren't actually doing this thing. (laughs) So if they're not actually doing the thing you want to be doing in the way you want to be doing it, we probably shouldn't value their opinion, frankly. All right. So we're going to talk to Toby. She's going to walk us through her incredible six-week first flip. And not only that, we're going to talk about coming back from failure, like feeling like we really failed, we screwed up, having our confidence totally knocked into the dirt, coming back from that. She's got a great comeback story. Been there, I can totally relate. We're going to talk about the truth about the market. (laughs) We're going to talk about how to succeed in any market and so much more. She's such a cool person. I can't wait to share her with you. All right, let's dig in. So if you want to just start with introducing yourself, letting us know where you are, what you're up to, like what do you do other than this, and kind of how you arrived at flipping houses. That'd be fun. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, So my name is Toby, and I live in the Pacific Northwest with my family. And, um, we moved up here three ago, three years ago from Northern California, and we are a family of four and I homeschool my kids. And I have since, uh, my daughter was in first grade when she decided that she didn't want to go to school. And so our whole life shifted around that monumental change that my daughter was, asking for in our lives. So before that, um, and before moving here, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years and um, worked in the spa industry for 15 years. And then um, we, my husband and I opened a grocery store and we ran that for the the project and the build out was about five years. And in the thread that kind of runs through all of that um, was that we would um, take commercial spaces and we would renovate them. 
And we would pay for the tenant improvements. And we would create this beautiful space out of rundown spaces was kind of our thing. And um, we did it for our first spa when I was 28. And we took this rundown old um, sporting goods shop in the town of Healdsburg. And we renovated it into this beautiful spa that I ran for six years. And then at when I was pregnant with my daughter, a couple months before I was due with her, I saw this other space on the plaza and it was a second story space and it didn't even have a floor, right? It was just, I opened a door and I could see the dress shop below and all I could see was beautiful windows, right? And I'm super pregnant and I, I'm like, I love it. We're going to move, we're going to move our, the spa into this space. So we did, we moved the spa into that space while I was pregnant. We opened uh, this space after I think she was maybe a month old. And I ran that for five years. Wow. Yeah. And then um, I had my son and um, I got to a point where it was like running the spa and running the business wasn't really the daily wasn't um, giving me juicing me right it wasn't like energizing me I'd got to a point where I always said to myself like when my legs get heavy to go to work then I know I need to shift things Mm, dang that's a good saying Mm -hmm. yeah I was realized that one day when I was walking up the stairs to go to work that I didn't want to do it anymore Mm. and so I reached out to a friend of mine and I sold the spa for a profit and I basically sold it as like blue sky, my books basically. Right. Got it. Yeah. yeah I did not own the building, nor did I, you know, all that stuff that I'd put into it. Right. Um, right. Did I get it back? Probably not. Right. Yeah. So that then, is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's a different way of flipping, right? It's like, yeah. I've basically been flipping for 20 years, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but not, uh, in the way that it was profitable to me in, in the, in the back end, Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what I love though, is how many, like I can count the number of friends that I have that say they're miserable and don't change. They don't make the change. Right. So kudos to you. That's scary. But kudos right. to you for being like, like the alternative is way better than this. Whatever uncertainty there is, it's better than this. It's better than what I'm doing. Wow. right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, you know, I've always somehow just wanted to be aligned with what authentically I'm good at yeah. um, in my daily life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so then after that, we sold the spa and my daughter decided to homeschool and my life trajectory just changed. Um I renovated another little smaller space and I had a little studio in there for a while and did facials and worked very part-time. And then my husband decided, okay, we're going to open this grocery store in this 1960s Napa auto parts store. That's like completely run down in the middle of nowhere. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And at the same time, we're going to build a house. (laughs) So. Yeah, why not? Which, which we, when we built the house, we actually got a hard money loan to buy our property. And so we had been like doing all this stuff that we didn't realize could work in our favor for other parts of our business. Right. Until we found 
your group. Um, so, so during that time, we opened the grocery store. We did a major, I think it was something like a $400,000 build out. We brought this space like up to code. It was a full restaurant, deli, um, grocery store, community center, amazingly beautiful and a wonderful space that's still open today, but it wrecked us. (laughs) It was was open eight hours a day. Oh gosh. Seven days a week. Um, we worked 60 plus hours and, you know, so we got to a point and we were like, okay, pivot. We, this isn't, we're going to either divorce or, you know, like our family's going to fall apart. And we, we pivoted and we ended up here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and that pivot was, we didn't know what we were going to do. We were like, what, you know, so my husband took a job doing construction and working for somebody else. And it was right before COVID. So I was going to, my thought was I would get my real estate license And um, then COVID happened. And so we just really like, we're trying to figure out like, what is the next thing? And we had this like forced space, right? To like kind of meditate on what is the next thing for us. We were heartbroken that the grocery store didn't work out for us, but we also knew that we needed to live in alignment with who we we were, right? And who we are as a family. Yes. and so my husband started listening to your podcast. I love it. At work. And he would tell me about it. And I would just like, oh, whatever, you know, I'm <laughs> over here getting my real estate license. And then I would, so once I got my license, I would go and show houses. And I just kept saying like, oh my God, what could, what I could do to this house, yes. right? Like, oh, I, I want to flip houses. I want to flip houses. And he said, listen, we can flip houses if you do this group. Like if we're not our, our main thing, what coming out of the grocery store was we're not recreating the wheel anymore. And that's what we did with the grocery store is we decided like our ego led us. We didn't listen to people Mm -hmm. who had done it before. We thought we could do it our way. It would work for us. Oh, that's not going to happen to us. Yes. Oh my gosh. Again, kudos to you for freaking listening and like having awareness around it. Mm-hmm. Y'all, okay, so y'all are both, are you both introspective people? Yes. And that yeah. was that was where it was really aligned with us with the grocery store. It was like we were extroverts there, mm-hmm. and it was not what our personalities could deal with. Like, at least with the spa industry, I could go into my studio and give facials, and it was very intimate. Mm-hmm. Where the grocery store, I was just on and it I was so spiritually burned out, emotionally burned out. Um, he was frazzled. We were just all, our whole family was just frazzled. And so we came, we realized that we're introverts with like spurts of extrovert in us, you know, and I do know, I get that. (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So Ryan is your husband's name, right? Yeah. Okay. So Ryan found us. I love that. Um, and then y'all join. So you were doing some real estate before you had your license, you were doing some real estate transactions. Did you, was there like a moment where you were like, Oh, why aren't I just like renovating houses? 
Yes. Well, well, it was it was during that period where we were trying to think like, what are we really good at? And yeah. what, in, in the pattern of the last 20 years, yeah. where were the parts that we shine the most and where were we the happiest? We were happy each time we renovated those spaces. Yeah, We were aligned with each other. We worked really well together. We like created these beautiful spaces yeah. and that's where it was. Yes. So we knew like, okay, that's where we need to head. And that's how we found you. And um, I loved in the interview for, you know, if we were a good fit for your class, someone asked uh, one of the, I can't remember who interviewed us, sorry, but she asked us, are you teachable? Mm -hmm. And it was like, that question was a hundred percent. Like we were like, yes, we surrender and we're teachable. Were we teachable for our first flip? We'll get into that. But it took us a while. It took us a while. Yeah, yeah, it took us a while. We were a little rogue, and now we came back to center. But uh, <laughs> now the general all- answer is yes. We'll get yeah. into specifics. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, there's a difference, right? You're it's you're either teachable. You're either teachable or you are right. You can't be both. And for a long time in my twenties, I was right. Yes. <laughs> and then I finally became teachable and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Yeah. I like to joke that like I've always had faith. Like that's just kind of, you know, making these big jumps. Yeah. I have faith and I had blind faith. Yeah. Now I have faith that's like data-backed faith. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I love like, it. No, actually, we can make that move because this is what everything else is saying. Yeah. And I still trust, you know. Yes. I love that. That's beautiful. That's perfect. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So you want to get to your first slip? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So how did you, let's start with, how did you find it? How'd you find the flip? Well, when, once we decided this is what we were doing and I did all the modules, um, or, you know, I did four of them and then I started launching mm-hmm. and writing all the letters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I reached out to like every wholesaler that I could find everybody. And I called different real estate agents and I just called everybody. And the, we ended up finding it through a wholesaler who I highly appreciated. And every wholesaler I've had an experience with, I really feel like the exchange has been really great. Yeah. Uh, I have to say. So um, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was really funny. It was kind of at one of these points in the um, modules where I was just like, I've been like pushing so hard. Like I needed to happen writing offers, you know, and then felt a little bit discouraged. Mm-hmm. And then it was like something broke mm-hmm. and I kind of surrendered. Like I was like, I know it's going to come. Mm-hmm. It's, I know that I have the intention set mm-hmm. and it will come. And so at that moment, I like just text, you know, this wholesaler that, and I thought, oh, I'll just text him. And I said, Hey, you got anything? And he was like, actually I have this 612 uh, square foot condo that, you know, I just don't have time for right now. I just went under contract. Do you guys want it? And at first I was like, that ain't nothing. Like I can't do 600 square feet. I really like, and then I ran the numbers and I was like, actually, this could work. Yeah. So we purchased it for 207. Okay. Um, the assignment fee was seven thousand. Okay. 
repairs were 19,000 and the the wholesaler's ARV was 285 okay. but I I did not stick to that and I found my own ARV and I felt comfortable at 270. Yep. Awesome. Um and I went back and forth with him about that and he was very respectful and I think maybe he was trying to get if in my memory he was maybe trying to get 210 and we got down to 207. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I called this my test tube flip because this flip wasn't a completely aligned with the deal analyzer and we didn't get private money. And I learned so much from that. And now I lean into the deal analyzer. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was still warming up to the, am I teachable, right? <laughs> I still had to do it my way just for this one. <laughs> I literally just this morning was writing about that in, in, in my book. I was writing about, we can share best practices all day long over and over, but a lot of people have to figure it out on their own, right? They have to, they have to do things and realize, "Mm, okay, next time I'm going to do it differently. And that's okay. Like the whole point is we want there to be a next time. Yes. Yes. Period. Um, okay. So, okay. So it's a little condo mm-hmm. and 19 K for repairs. That's so, uh, I think, gosh, that's so inexpensive, but then I'm like, oh yeah, but it's a smaller place. So, yeah. No exterior. So, yeah. It was just basically doing the kitchen and the bathroom, making it cute and putting a new flooring. You know, it was, it was very simple. Did you replace cabinets? Or uh, yeah, you- it was gutted when we started. So it was like a brand new kitchen, you know, but it was the thing I battled with on that flip was like designing to the comps. And that so was hard. something that I, I, it was so hard because I wanted to go glam, you know, I was like yep. this and then I run into it with my current flip. Like, what is it that I wanted? To, okay. What is my intention? And I kept having to come back to that. And I could do a sniff in my head. Like, are you designing to the flips that I'd be like, okay, no, right, right, right. And so many pivots of the, and because it was so quick, it was two weeks. And wow. so it was like, what was in stock? It was like, oh, I wanted that. Oh, nope. Not in stock. Not getting it. <laughs> two week flip. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. CGC. Okay. So he's doing, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And some people would say like, oh, you're so lucky that your husband is a GC. And I am so lucky, but I still also have to stand up for myself as a woman a yeah. lot with yeah. design choices. And, you know, our business is called form and function. And I joke that we go back and forth between those two roles a lot. And um, it does take a lot of like, just both of us acquiescing and being like, okay, so what is the best for the project? Yeah. 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 yeah, I think that I mean either way, there are pros and cons, right? There, there are pros and cons to working with your spouse or partner. Uh, either way, mm-hmm. okay. What what were some surprises that came up? So there was a big surprise with this one. I had just two weeks before we bought it, I had sold a condo in the complex, like in the same driveway that I had assumed was part of the same HOA. And it wasn't. And the day we listed and the day we listed, it came out that there had been a huge assessment on this HOA and, and not, it wasn't part of the HOA where I, so I hadn't looked into it because I had just looked into it for my client. 
So it, it was, was the also, same complex. Yeah, but two separate HOA. It was so confusing. So this big assessment was came up. And the day that we listed, basically prices plummeted, right? Like it was, there was probably 10 condos on the market. And they dropped by like drastically by like 15 grand, all of them. When and, did you list? Um, I don't remember. It was before this, this switch to the market. So it was like April or May. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it had nothing to do with this new normalization that's happening, but so the day that we list, I'm excited. I'm like, I'm so pumped. It's such a beautiful little space we created and it plummets and I'm getting calls from realtors like how are, you know, you're not going to be able to sell this. Like um, it's not uh, FHA approved. You can't get a conventional loan. And I'm sitting in the driveway going like, oh my oh, gosh, God. the story I start to tell myself yeah. is I've screwed up again. Right? Oh, like God. here I am. I've screwed up again. Uh, yeah. But because of this group, I quickly, quickly pivoted. I quickly switched my mindset in two ways at that moment. One was, I just said, okay, who is my team? If this is the truth, mm. Who's my team right now, my team right now is a lender. Mm. My team right now is the agent that's going to sell this condo for me. Right. And so I, and I posted in the group and you're, you really helped me with like getting clear, like that's just a small pool of people. You still got cash buyers out there. Right. So I was able to just dissolve that like fear pretty quickly. Nice. Yeah. So you got the double whammy of the assessment Mm. and it not being FHA um, approved. Yeah, because of the assessment. Because of the assessment, got it. And the plummet in prices, right? So what was great is because I didn't go with the 285 ARV that my wholesaler had said. I stayed with the 270. I was still safe, right? Like I had still I in that way for sure. Um so we ended up we were on the market for I think six days and we had a great open house and we had three offers. And one of them was cash. And um, I knew that I knew the agent and I knew I called her up and I said, listen, this is the situation. Can you guide your clients through this assessment? Are you able to like really take all this? And so we talked it through and he was very educated. And so we were able to, we had a 10 day close and we were out. We were like, we got to get out here. <laughs> oh God, I know those. <laughs> There's still units on the market in that HOA that had or in that complex that has not sold. Oh so, my gosh. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with those? Were they renovated? No. Uh-huh. No. And it was the, you know, the assessment and yeah. they don't look nice. And so I feel like that was part of it, was our renovations. Um, for sure. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, you know, the fact that you reached out to the other agent and you vetted them, right. You vetted that agent and you vetted their buyer. That's so smart. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people are just like, 
That's so to me, I think that's playing to win versus playing not to lose. Right. Right. Whereas somebody who's just like, oh, I got an offer. Okay, cool. I'm just going to take it. And then I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope that they know what they're doing and hope we get through it. And it's like, no, have the conversations. Can you navigate this? Can you set expectations with your buyer? Are you going to freak out, which is then going to cause your buyer to freak out? Right. Like the agent plays a huge role. Huge. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love that you did that. Of course you did that. Like that's just smart. That's super smart. Okay. So how long did you own the property? Like what was your total? It was something, it was like six weeks. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was, it was maybe even five and a half, but what, what I also, And not, but, but, and what I learned from that and why I called it my test tube and why I feel like we went rogue off the deal analyzer is we had no buffer. So Mm. in that moment, when Mm. we realized like, oh my gosh, if we can't sell this, Mm. then I'm going to have to quickly scrabble and figure out how to rent this. And I hadn't looked it up and I was like, oh my gosh, Debbie told me to like (laughs) have this plan and I didn't and I had zero buffer as far as the mortgage for the next month and so it was like it it, there was a lot of trust happening but there was a lot of lessons learned yeah and so um we quickly you know we I think that our profit on that was 12,000 about 13,000 um and I acted as the listing agent and I took commission on that as well so for the commission I it was Seven thousand and nice. for the income, it was about twelve five. So nice in six weeks. You know, I mean, that's ridiculous. Come yeah. on, yeah. on a condo that yeah. is non warrantable uh, and yeah. has this massive assessment. Like, <laughs> yeah. I already understood why you were peeling out out of the driveway, and now I really understand yeah. why you're yeah. like, <laughs> "Here are the keys." <laughs> yes, yes. Wow, man. Okay. When did y'all close on that? Um, I'm so bad with dates, but it was, you know, sometime in April. April. Okay. Oh yeah. And then I was going to say, then there was kind of a gap of, you know, re kind of, it it wasn't really licking our wounds. It was just re um, it was analyzing what, where we had gone wrong and where we had inserted our ego and ourself and our own plans and our own ideas mm. into this framework that we had paid for basically. Yeah, right. We, we, had, we had come to you right. and said like, okay, we want, we see you're doing it. We want right. to do it. And so then we took all of that knowledge. And then in our next offers, we have stuck to the deal analyzer and we're in our second flip and we have stuck to the deal analyzer and we're grateful for it every day. <laughs> Good. <laughs> in the in module 7, I have this whole post flip debriefing. Uh-huh. Right? Where you ask yourself what went right? Mm-hmm. What can I do better next time? What did I enjoy? What am I going to outsource next time? Like mm-hmm. really like just to be mindful about this is a big thing you just did. Like mm-hmm. and let's let's acknowledge that you did that and let's, let's grow from it. Like what, Mm -hmm. what did we do right and wrong? And what do we want to do differently? And what we do, what do we want to do better? Um, Mm -hmm. and it sounds like y'all did something like that with yourselves. And that's, it's just being a more mindful and a more intentional business owner, right? Not going, it's not just going with the flow and with whatever comes our way. We're like mindfully 
taking action. I think that's awesome. That's thank you. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know you do that. I love to know that. Yes. Um, okay. So big lesson, like how could you have, you couldn't have avoided that, right? The assessment didn't come on until you actually, you already owned the property, right? Yes. Yes. And I think that, you know, the, the wholesaler told me disclosed that this assessment was happening and I didn't go to the next level. So, you know, I could have, but I also gave myself lots of grace around it. Like, Mm -hmm. well, you had just done that for your client. So you had assumed that everything was so, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like the biggest lesson learned was, was the buffers and was Mm -hmm. the time around it because although I knew that it was, we would get out of it. There was that moment where like, maybe we won't. Mm -hmm. And if I had had three months of mortgage saved, then it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been so stressful. Right. Right. Okay. You I want to come back to the financing piece. You got a hard money loan for the purchase. And then yeah. you did you, okay. So then you financed the renovations and carrying costs and all that. Yes. So we did some of our personal money and then we also did an Amex loan. Got it. And that's oh, yeah. been great for us. Like yeah. I highly, highly recommend that it because it was, I think we got um for that one, you know, something like 10 grand and it was in our bank account the next day. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically a personal loan. Yep. 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 Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard of like discover and a couple of others. Yeah. That's good to know about Amex. Yeah. Nice. Okay. What else, what else about that first flip that we haven't talked about? Um, let's see. Um, it was such a fast one. Like there wasn't much time for craziness to happen. Yes. Yes. There were, it was, it was it was so fast. It was so fast. Um, I think that partially part of it is like giving value to whatever project you're on. You know, I, I definitely devalued it in some ways and like called it my test to flip because it was so small, but yet it was like this huge lesson, right? Yeah. Like it was this huge um, stepping stone to build my confidence back up from like the grocery store and whatnot. And to get aligned with like, like you were saying, like, what am I good at? Like what, what, it, where is the parts that I shine yeah. and can give to this project? And where are the parts that say my husband shines and can yes. give to the project yeah. and in moving into my second flip, it's like, I, I know I'm not a demo person. That's just not me. Like I'm not down there demoing or that's, you know, my, my, I shine in other areas. Yeah. And so giving those jobs to, or those roles to who really works well with them. So yes, God, yeah, the t- whole team thing. Yes. This isn't, this is a team sport. Nobody can wear all the hats. Yes. They're not all going to fit. Right. Okay. So six weeks. That was so fast. You made 20 grand. That's awesome. Yeah, And you're in your second flip. Do you want to touch on your second one a little bit and just share a little bit about it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Let's talk about it. Is it a house or a condo? So it is a very big house. Uh, It's 2000 square feet, two story, and um, it is on half an acre. And uh, it was, we bought it from another investor who had uh, started the project, but uh, 
really, I don't know. I don't know who he had working for him, but it was a mess. We basically mm-hmm. had to take it all apart. Yep. Um, and it was down to the studs and, uh, it's a much bigger, bigger project. We went from like the test tube to like the huge project. Right. Yeah. Right. What's, what's y'all's renovation budget on this one? Um, 150,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 150,000. We purchased it for 420,000. The asking was 430, but we negotiated. And I really feel like that's a really important piece that I've learned from both of them was to slow the roll, mm. right? Like slow the, the wholesaler. They need you as much as you need them. And with this one, I, it was a female wholesaler. So I have to say the shout out to her because she was amazing and we worked really well together. Um, but I just, I kept like, whenever she would try to push, I would then, you know, retract a little bit and that would be a little bit aloof, you know? Yeah. And so I was able to get the price down, not drastically, but better. Yeah. Right. Um, and we went with a hard money lender and uh, we got three private investors, two from the group and one from an investor group here in town that I had reached out to. I haven't even ever met this person, but because of our um, presentation, they mm. he was like sold and yeah. he's been really great. And we feel like he'll be an investor for the future. What's your timeline? So the timeline is six months. Yeah. <laughs> the timeline is six months. We have a buffer built in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm um, hearing it. I'm hearing it. Yeah. I'm hearing those best practices. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yes. All of that, which we are grateful for every day. We This was like a huge project. We, we had to lift the house uh, five inches and redo the foundation and redo... Um, the truss or not the trusses. What are they? Um, the floorboards, basically the joists. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. And you know, that, that was another like, uh, lesson learned so far. And that one is that we had hired a contractor and he said he was going to show up, said he was going to show up and we didn't get a contract from him. And we just kept, we kept thinking like, Oh, he's just going to show up. We, you know, and the day before he was supposed to come do the foundation work, he texted and said that he wasn't going to do it. And, you know, we, we realized with that, like, okay, moving forward, we need to make sure that we're getting the contract and we're, so that was a lesson learned. We had to kind of, uh, switch gears because then it was like, now we need to find someone for the foundation, which is the base of the project. And so we just kind of looked at it and like, what can we do in the meantime? And it took us a couple of weeks to find someone to do the foundation, which we found, and now we're on the, we just finished rough in plumbing and um, electrical starts next week. So nice. Yeah. So where are you in the, in the, pro- like, how long do you think the renovation will be from now? Uh, we're hoping to go back on in January. Yep. Which is our sixth month. Yep. Nice. And we've, we've had the ARV is sticking, you know, I'm just trying to block out. I think that the biggest mindset part for all of us investors right now is listening to this like mass media, which it doesn't align with what's really happening on the ground. I know. I know. Like the fear mongering is yes. so like it's that's it's so I'm so glad you said that because I can say that and people are like, yeah, of course you would say that. I'm like, no, it's true. Like it's not yeah. it's not based on what's really happening. Like yes. It's yes. not doom and gloom. 
there's still very little inventory. Yes. <laughs> there are still, still buyers. Yeah. Yes. And I've had three calls, separate calls, two from agents yesterday, one from someone who drove by and wants to buy it and wants to be in the neighborhood, you oh, know? Wow. So, and the ARV is staying strong. So it's, I think that that's the biggest mindset um, is just really like trusting and trusting the data, right? Like yes. I said, instead of blind faith, data backed faith. Yeah. And yeah. so I can, I keep asking myself, like, why am I not more stressed out? <laughs> and I'm just not, yes. I feel really like trusting and know that this project is full, not foolproof, but it is, um, it it's based on something more than just the doom and gloom, I guess. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's like having that, the right timeline built into the project and the whole, so now you're not freaking out about carrying costs, right? Yes. Like yes. it's like, it's completely about data backed faith. It is completely about that. Like yeah. instead of, you don't have to have a crystal ball and magically be able to foresee the future. You just look at what's going on. Like what's yes. really yes. going on. Yes. yes. And yeah. it's so funny that you say that because I, the other day I said, I am never saying to my clients again, I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> I'm going to say I have data yes. to show you even better where the market is going and heading and why I'm still investing yep. and why I would suggest that you invest. <laughs> yep. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But yeah. you don't have to be, you don't have to be able to see the future. Like, yeah. Just have yes. to be able to look and look at the data and understand what's happening and then act accordingly. Like, yes. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see the before and afters of this one for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming your favorite part is the design. Um, yes. I mean, my, my, yes, for sure. My favorite part is that, and it's the kind of the logistics of it too. I really enjoy the lining up and kind of getting it rolling. Um, it, it definitely is the design and that's where also a mindset ha shift is happening. Um, you know, one of the questions being like, what is the, your mindset right now on it is that I, and I remember talking with Lana in the group about it is that I sometimes like in the design get worried that I'm not doing it good enough, or it's not like the Pinterest photo, or it's not, you know, and there's something so different about being a good investor and being a good designer. Yeah. And those two things need to like, kind of go along side by side to each other. And also there's, there's no them watching me design the space. You know what I mean? Like I'm not designing for anybody. I'm designing for the space and I'm designing for the house and for the family that moves into it next. Yes. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yep. So that's my mindset. Sometimes I'm like, oh, if they knew like it could have been so much more beautiful or no one knew what it could have been. Right. <laughs> it is beautiful. Period. Yeah. Like yeah. it will be yeah. beautiful. I know that. Like I have no doubt about that. Yes. Yeah. We are our own worst critics. Like, yes. And we will nitpick ourselves and we see all the details we missed and <laughs> other people just don't. <laughs> yeah. They just yeah. don't. We're so hard on ourselves. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I think that's my daily practice in this project right now is just saying like, you know, is, is that, oh yeah, that light switch isn't going to be exactly, well, is it, yes, it's okay. Walk on, walk off, right. like go to the next thing. 
Right. You know, like yeah. nail that part shut. The paint is to like, just move on. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Picking your battles, right? Picking yes. the yeah. right thing. There will be plenty of things that come up. It's choosing the ones that you really need to like actually stress about because otherwise you're just a big stress ball walking around in this project that you're like, I can't wait to get rid of it. And it's like, no, you're sweating the small stuff. I talk about this to my son all the time, right? Like choosing the right things to worry about. Yeah, Yeah. There are things to worry about, but all of these little things that we do worry about are not they're They're inconsequential. Nobody's going to care about the light switch. They're not going to see it the way we do. Yes. Somebody posted recently about the outlet. Get it. Nobody's going to know. I promise you, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know it. Yeah. Yeah. And if they do, they'll still buy the house. You know, it's, and as as being an agent, I see that. Like, you know, you can go in and critique all day, but houses are all so different. And I've said each house has its own like energy in it. And I feel like that, that that's the thing people see and feel. And Amen. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not, and what I, I'm constantly right. I'm not marrying this house. This is not my last project. This is not my house. This is going to be a house that I'm going to sell and bring to market and make a family happy. Yes. <laughs> yes. It will be. Because otherwise I would get stuck, right? I would yes. get stuck. And I'm a very slow, like I carry the piece of tile with me in my purse and I study the tile and I'm like, I, until it makes a place in my heart. And then I'm like, okay, this is the perfect tile. And so I've had to speed up that process a little bit. (laughs) Oh, I love you. You are a joy. This has been really fun. I've loved getting to know you better and just hearing, hearing more about your story. And Um, I, I can completely relate to having a business that you kind of, that knocks you on the ground and and really takes that confidence out of you, right? Like it's really hard to, like, you have to decide to go do the thing, even though your confidence is way down here. You just have to, like, you have to trust yourself. That you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. Something else bad might happen. You'll be okay. And that's the big, that's some of the biggest work we do as humans is realizing we'll be okay. Yes. 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 And that will, you know, even though we, you know, failure isn't really in my vocabulary, but um, it felt that way. And even though we do sometimes fail at something, it's what actually brings us up, right? Like it is what actually now I can say like, oh, I went through that and I felt like failure to, uh, to a bone deep level, but yes, I'll rise, you know, and yes, I'll come back to it. And I know I won't go back that way. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll feel a little bit differently in the future. And yeah. I have a reference point that I know I'll get out of it. <laughs> yes. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. I really like really, I think it's um, it's the people that haven't really had anything happen where they've had to show to themselves that mm-hmm. they're resilient and they'll be okay. Right. It's like protecting our children from hardships. You know, it's like my son just, we're just going through this. He has played club soccer for years. 
Mm-hmm. He finally was in the seventh grade and could try out for his middle school team. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And his teammates did. Mm-hmm. And he was the only one who tried out the, mm-hmm. for the middle school teams that didn't make it. And that was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he moved on to regionals for trumpet, regionals for guitar, right? So yes. he has that. But the other thing, you want to fix it. You know, I'm like, oh, it's going to go. But on the other hand, I'm like, I know it sucks. It yeah. super sucks when yeah. you don't make the team yeah. and when you yeah. get your heart broken. I get yeah. it, man. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to be better for it. Like, yeah. I don't want them to have hardships, but I do. Yes. Otherwise, yes. they're going to be these delicate adults who are terrified of somebody saying no. Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. And, you know, then, then when you said, you know, buddy's in guitar and is it saxophone? Uh, trumpet. Trumpet. It's like, those are the things that he's naturally aligned with yeah. that is, you know, so it's, it's, if we can really speak to that and like, learn, like, what am I aligned with that makes me light up is my strength makes the, make, can move the needle forward in my own life. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, it's super helpful to stay aligned with that. Totally. Yeah. And then they'll change and then they'll shift, but they'll all- They will shift. Exactly. It's okay. Yeah. Well, we, I think there's a common line though. You know, and I think that's what I preface this whole with is like, there's a common theme in, in my life and partially it is design and flipping and retrofitting and creating space and home. So it's beautiful. Yeah. And holding yeah. space, right. Even as, like the spa industry, it was, I was holding space for people. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. I totally want to end on that. Cause that's really pretty. I like, I love that you said that. Aww. Unless you have something else. I always want to, <laughs> I always want to make sure everybody feels complete at the end of the call. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel great. I feel great. <laughs> Thank you. Really. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Yes, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for creating the, like the wheel, all of my failures. Yeah. 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 Don't do these things. I am telling you don't do these things. (laughs) (laughs) So I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Thanks, Toby. You have a wonderful day. You too. I appreciate you. Thank you. you. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. If we didn't make it clear that you can do this anywhere and in any kind of market, then that was the takeaway (laughs) amongst many others. Thank you again, Toby, for sharing your story. Super awesome. So many lessons, so many great, uh, so many great, so much wisdom shared in this episode. Thank you for that. All right. If you are still sitting on the sideline because you're scared, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to start, you want help, you feel alone, that's exactly what we are here for. We are here to help you feel less alone. We're here to help you navigate all of the things, and we're here to support you every single day on your journey. All right. If you are interested in seeing if we may be a great fit to work together, go to herfirstflip.com and apply. All right. Until next time, go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people and places better than you find them and make it a great day. Bye y'all.